Welcome to the Unraveled Love Podcast. Our mission is to help you unravel your heart to wholeheartedly love God. In this series on spiritual growth, Stacy and Carol share their stories, experiences, and what they've learned as they cooperate with God on their journeys of faith, always remembering only God makes things grow. This episode highlights a prayer exercise centered on repentance to help you discover God as your refuge from sin by retreating into His presence. Enjoy. As a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from every town, He said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds of the sky devoured it. Other seed fell on the rock. When it grew up, it withered away since it lacked moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns. The thorns grew up with it and choked it. Still other seed fell on good ground. When it grew up, it produced fruit, a hundred times what was sown. As he said this, he called out, Let anyone who has ears to hear listen. Welcome to the Unraveled Love Podcast. If you've been following us, you've heard that parable just read several times because we've been focusing on spiritual growth and looking at our heart or soul as a field. So we have walked through the process of sowing the seed, which is God's word, into our hearts, watering it with spirit-led prayer. We have also tilled up or aerated the soil with some obedience. And our last podcast was about weeding the fields of our heart with repentance. After each one of these processes, we have been offering a spiritual discipline or a prayer practice to help go a little deeper. And that's where we are today. And we're offering a prayer practice today based on the acronym REFUGE and remembering that God is our refuge from sin. It's a little upside down for us seeking God as a refuge from sin. Yeah, it would seem you'd want to run away from the one that you might get in trouble with, right? You're like, ooh, let's go the other way. Which is exactly what Adam and Eve did in the garden when they opened the door to sin. They ran and hid when God came. And then they tried to hide from each other with some leaves in between them and themselves. (laughs) It caused a lot of issues. And the issue from sin is shame, Mm -hmm. which causes us to run and hide. So when we're covered in shame from the sin of the world, it seems like a backwards thing to see God as a refuge. I think the consequence of every sin in some form or fashion is shame. Absolutely. That shame then drives us either away from God or to God. And that's the picture of this whole prayer practice is taking our shame and the sin that we've embraced in our lives and moving that all into the refuge of God. So talk to us about this refuge. Well, it came from some scriptures I was planted in during a difficult season, struggling with sin, not necessarily my own, (laughs) partly my own, but others too. And the scripture I sat in for a while was Psalm 62 and verse 8 reads, Trust in him at all times, O people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And God took that word refuge and I believe he gave me the acronym. And for me, the acronym is retreat, enter his presence to find your comfort, security, and worth under his gracious embrace. 
So I did it on the way to the shop this morning to record podcast. My brain was all stirred up with things, and I recognized my focus wholly on self. Shame was clearly involved, just a lot of feeling discouraged, and I thought, okay, I need refuge. So as I walked through it in my mind, I retreat from the battle. I run away from it, from whatever's happening, the difficulty, the stirred upness in myself. I retreat, flee. Makes me think of Joseph fleeing from Potiphar's wife who wanted him in bed, and he just ran. And so when you see a trouble, you need to run from it and run to God and enter his presence. And when I enter his presence, I do that generally with praise and thanksgiving, a reminder that he is with me, just that he is present everywhere I am and all that I am. Hems me in behind and before. He is with me. I'm in his presence, even if it doesn't feel like it. And then to find my comfort, security, and worth in his presence. That's a whole long teaching in itself. But I've come to this place where I believe those are our three core needs. And they're usually things that cause us to seek other places besides God. In my prayer practice, This part of finding is reminding me, myself, preaching to myself, that that is what I'm to find when I enter his presence and often confess those places where I have tried to find my comfort, security, and worth from other places or people because that's usually what stirs me up. So under, find my comfort, security, and worth under. And I've taken just the word under to come under his authority to remember he is sovereign in all things. He's brought me to this place. I'm under him. He's over me. And to just find peace there under his gracious nature, his power to restore and redeem things. One of the things he's been teaching me over the last several years is this, is a picture of grief to glory. And sin is what causes all our grief. And our heart wants to take that grief and either blame God for it or run away from him because he's caused it. But what he wants us to do is to bring it to him and he reveals his glory. And part of what he does with that as he heals it is he makes those grief stories precious where we can help other people in the same grievous place, whether it's a sin or difficult situation, whatever the brokenness in the world has brought on, and then embrace. To come under his gracious embrace of love is this picture of closing my prayer in this time of resting in his love for me. All the situations that come in my life come through a heart of love. He's sovereign in them. He has purpose in them. It's a time for me to trust him, to remember his promises to me, and just to rest. And what I have found as I walk through that process, sometimes I'll have to do it multiple times a day (laughs) or in a moment, is that it does bring peace. It helps me recenter. And as we finished our last podcast on repentance, the word refuge came to my mind as we were sort of closing up shop here and at the table. And I said, don't you have an acronym for refuge? And she said, well, yes, I do. And so I asked to see it in print just because I, I hadn't been practicing it the way you had. And I was curious why God sort of brought that word up in my mind. And as I sit in it and have sat in it thinking about this, prayer practice and having our pre-talk this morning, what I realize is all repentance and confession is a place to find refuge. And it seems so upside down 
from what the world teaches as getting in trouble, performing perfectly, doing all the right things, being this very legalistic view of what sin does in our life compared to just going, dang it, I messed up today and I'm so ashamed of myself and I'm going to run to the cross. I'm going to find refuge in a God that actually can clean up that shame and help me walk through how to deal with that sin in the field of my heart or in my life. And so I sort of took it and transformed it a little bit to really just have a centered approach to getting to the confession part, you know, retreat. It's the same idea as yours, retreating to God, but I actually see it sort of in this prayer time as a picture. Let's find a place to retreat. Let's make a sacred space in the field of our heart where we can run to God and enter his presence with, of course, thanksgiving and praise. That's where we begin probably every journey to God is with thanksgiving and praise. And then it sort of moves into this idea of examining where do we find our worth? our security, our comfort. And if it's in any place but Jesus, then it's probably needs to go or transform or change. It needs to be confessed. It needs to be confessed. And our mind needs to be changed about it. We need to repent. And then we dive even a little deeper into how that looks in our field, the weedy areas, the hard-packed areas. I think we have this idea that we're just going to, okay, we see it, now we're going to move out there and take care of it ourselves. And that's where that whole under comes, is that we really have to bring all of this under the cross of grace and authority and transformation, restoration, redemption. That all happens when we come under the cross and really just ask God when we see these desires, old ways we've returned to, this situation that keeps popping up, the places we're defensive, the places we get judgmental about things. Those are all areas of confession and repentance. And we really don't want to do them again. And if we do, then we probably should pray the same prayer, which is, God, I want you to change my desire about this. Mm -hmm. The other thing about coming under his authority, we also have to come under his sovereignty, remembering that he is in control of all things and the places we end up He's led us there in one way or another, even if it's just by allowing us to exercise our free will. He has led us there. And if he's led us there, it's for a purpose. And then we move into this grace word, right, which is absolutely under the cross, too. Under all of that comes under his authority and his grace. And having this gracious view and perspective of how God really has already covered the sin, Confession doesn't go, oh, yeah, that reminds Jesus of what I did, and he needs to go back to the cross and and handle that. He's already handled it. The work is done. What's not done is the shame that comes with it. And as he pours that grace over the shame that we deal with, we learn that it is safe to run to him to free us from this whatever is happening. And his grace has already covered it all and will continue to cover it all. And the whole point of confession and repentance is the turning and transforming of who we know we are to be and how to live that freely in our daily lives. Then just brings us to this rest idea. His embrace of love. Yes, resting in his embrace of love. In this prayer experience, we're encouraging you to sort of see yourself in whatever that looks like. Maybe it's sitting shoulder to shoulder with Jesus. Maybe it's a protective arm around you. 
maybe your head is in his lap. Your head is in his lap. <laughs> Whatever that looks like to see what that rest really looks like. This prayer meditation is not going out there on your own and looking in the field of your heart and trying to fix all this. It's really just this sort of prayer practice of allowing God to be our refuge. If you're interested in seeing or learning more about this particular prayer practice, you can go to our free resource page on the website, unraveledlove.com, and you will find a prayer guide to go along with this prayer practice. So today I'd like to begin with breath prayer. And a breath prayer is just simply praying as you inhale a word and praying as you exhale a word. So on the inhale, we'll speak the name Jesus. And on our exhale, we'll say friend of sinners. So inhale and speak the word Jesus. Exhale, friend of sinners. Inhale, Jesus. Exhale, friend of sinners. Imagine the field of your heart in the late afternoon sun. The day's work is almost complete and you have one more task. To create a place of retreat to sit and visit with friends. Look across the field of your heart. Where would that space be? Notice what the space needs. Perhaps a bench or comfy chairs. A place to set cups of steaming warm tea. Take a moment to see the completed retreat space in your mind. Notice the colors, the patterns, the natural things surrounding it. It's a beautiful, clear morning as you walk to the edge of your field. It's true there's work to do, but you notice someone waiting in the retreat space you created. He has his back to you. You see it's Jesus. How does it make you feel to see that he is the first friend to enter your retreat space? What desires rise in you? It's time to choose. Do you trust Jesus with your broken, sinful self? Or should you run and hide, taking more time to clean yourself up? Psalm 104 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. God waits for us to come, to sit by his side and be. The invitation is yours. No matter your condition, accepting begins with gratitude and praise. Spend a moment thanking God for his presence. Praise him as your dear friend. In friendship, we find comfort, security, and worth. Consider the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. God, your Father and friend, is the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles. Share with God where you feel uncomfortable. Tell Him where you have been trying to find your comfort. If it's not Him, confess those places. 
thank him for the comfort you do experience in his presence. Recognize God, the Father, as the source of all comfort. Holy Spirit is deposited in our hearts. He is our guarantee for what is to come. There is no unsafe place in this world or beyond with Him in our hearts. Confess your insecurity, the areas in your life where you feel unsafe. Consider where you have been seeking security. Tell Him about those things. Jesus, friend of sinners, Father God did not spare him, his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not graciously give us all things along with him? Our worth never depends on confession or repentance. You are worthy because Jesus is your friend. He taught us that your heart is where your treasure is, and he poured out all himself on the cross for us, for you. Be honest with Jesus about how you see yourself. Under the cross of Jesus, we find our comfort, our security, and our worth. It's the same place we go to embrace God's authority and sovereignty. As you sit with Jesus, take a look at your field. Ask God to show you the weeds and rocks the areas in need of aeration through obedience. Notice what Jesus notices. Talk to Jesus about those moments you've fallen into temptation. Confess them. Admit them. Give them to Him. Maybe you've returned to some old ways. Confess those moments to Jesus and ask Him to deliver you. Maybe you've thought and embraced resignation. That's just the way it is, the way it will always be. Think about what caused this statement. Your profession of distrust or lack of hope. Seek forgiveness in Jesus. Consider the moments of defensiveness you've had lately. Ask your friend, Jesus, what the root of those feelings are. Perhaps you've been judgmental in some way. Why? What is at the heart of your judgment? Pay attention to what Jesus reveals. Confess the conditions of your heart. Jesus is our gracious friend. It is his grace that brings beauty out of ashes, brings glory out of grief. Scan your field once more. Notice places of beauty the intricate detail that springs forth from growth. 
Profess the places where mature growth is established. What does it look like? Are there signs of new growth coming forth in your field? Where have you been more patient, loving, kind? Confess your trust in His grace. Grace that covers all that is confessed. Grace that cleans up the messes we've made. Grace that changes the desires of our hearts and brings growth. Listen to these words of assurance from Psalm 32. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey Him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. Imagine what it might look like to embrace this love sitting next to you. Feel joy wash over you. Hear Jesus' words of guidance and advice. Notice the safety you feel when you find refuge in Him, His protection, His whisper of worthiness. Listen, really listen. What song of deliverance is Jesus singing over you? What promises of His come to mind? Rest in His embrace of love. Trust He is with you and for you. Find refuge from sin and death in repentance. So the Lord must wait for you to come to Him so He can show you His love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for His help. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this offering and are inspired to pursue the work of unraveling the loves of your heart to the one true love who brings growth to your life. For more about Unraveled Love, 
visit unraveledlove.com where you will find free resources available to help prepare your heart to come alongside God in growing your faith, including the guide used today, God, Our Refuge from Sin. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at unraveledlovejville. We invite you to rate this podcast, subscribe, and share it with others. Blessings to you and yours.